world. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome, world, once again. Uh, this is Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. I'm rushing. I'm out of breath. I was watching Syracuse Clemson basketball with two seconds to go. Syracuse is losing by one, and they have possession, and I don't know what's happening because I had to start the show, <laughs> which is okay. I'll find out in a half hour. Anyhow, welcome. Busy, busy week. This impeachment stuff is taking over the news. It's taking over how our country is being run. We're not getting anything done. It's all impeachment. This thing has to come to a head. It has to be resolved. Um, the Republicans got their just due today. It looks like we're going to have some witnesses, and it looks like John Bolton may very well testify in the next day or two. I'm not sure where the subpoena is going to come from, the subpoena to bring Bolton in. Uh the Republicans announced it today, late this afternoon, that they don't have the votes uh, to prevent a uh, subpoena being issued. Now, I assume the subpoena is going to be issued by the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, John Roberts. He has the authority to issue subpoenas at any time. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if the Democrats have the authority to do it at this stage of the game. But whatever, let's hope we get Bolton in there or whoever's going to come in and let's figure out what's going on. I'm going to tell you this. This is bullshit, if you excuse me, about Hunter Biden. I watched uh, parts of the trial this afternoon. They're wasting time talking about Hunter Biden. Has nothing, even if he is the worst thief in the world, whatever he did has nothing to do with the issues at hand. Uh, you know, if if you have a fellow who goes out and commits a murder in the parking lot of Publix down here in Key West, you can't charge him with the murder of someone in the parking lot of Winn-Dixie that occurred at the same time. So that's the story there. I'm going to tell you what I think about the Republican uh, managers, the lawyers for the Republicans, the Senate, and that's the Republican Party. They control it. I think very as a lawyer, I'm going to say this has nothing to do with my being a Democrat, Republican. Very, very poor showing. Very, very poor talent. Uh, the only one that impressed me and I expected it was uh, Dvorowicz. And uh, he really is a two-faced, i got to say it that way, too, because he took diametrically the opposite position uh, he took uh, during the Clinton trial as to what he thought the situation was. And so he was doing for his client, but, you know, 20, 25 years later, uh, he was saying directly the opposite thing. But there are a bunch of dunces. I re would refer to the Republicans today and their legal group, and yesterday, too, as a confederacy of dunces. They lied. They misrepresent. The, the facts of the case keep changing with them. I, you know... And again, I'm saying this as a lawyer, not as a Democrat. I'm saying this as a lawyer. I was visualized. I was seeing slime when these people were operating. I, I spent my lifetime in the courtroom. I was a trial lawyer. And every now and then you run into a lawyer uh, who was just slimy. He, you know, he didn't do things. He wasn't honest as he should be. Uh, he was stretching the truth. 
He was altering the truth. He was pulling crap in the courtroom he shouldn't have. That's called slime. And I thought they were slime. Now, let's look at um, let's look at some of the people in there. Uh, you had, and she, she really ch- charms me here, you had the Bondi woman, Pam Bondi, former uh, attorney general of the state of Florida. When she was attorney general of the state of Florida, she was prosecuting Trump University. Trump University was a non-entity. It was a joke, but Trump took in all his money on it, okay? And all of a sudden, this came out afterwards, she got a check for $25,000. She was running for office again. I, I made from the Trump Foundation towards her campaign, 25000 You never heard of the Trump University case again in the state of Florida, all right? Uh she didn't turn me on. She just, I, I, I just didn't think she was coming across in, in a proper position, in a wise position. Uh, then there is John Bolton. His name has come in prominently today, and it looks like he may very well testify. If Bolton testifies, I'm assuming, based on the little tidbits we've had in the last 48 hours from his book, that he's going to turn this case against the president, uh, very simply, because he was there, he knew what was going on. And if, he, if they were, are able to subpoena a couple of other people, uh, you might have three or four people testifying against the president, because once Bolton testifies, ain't nobody going to perjure themselves. Not worth it. Trump's on his way out the door. Uh, so that's the story there. Uh There was a headline in one of this morning's newspapers, and I quote, Surprise, Mr. President, Bolton has the goods. What goes on next? Okay? What goes, oh no, what goes on next? And what I've got to say is this about that, because Bolton will testify to the quid quo pro. It came out today. He also has uh, knowledge to share about Trump providing, uh, doing favors for autocratic leaders around the world. And it wouldn't surprise me, though I don't think it has anything to do with this trial, so it shouldn't be admitted. It's not been an issue. Uh, Just remember this, though. What goes around comes around. And this may be tomorrow and the next couple of days, maybe the time when Trump uh, is at the bad end of what goes around comes around. Now, something about the Senate. Let me share this with you. We've been getting, and excuse my language, bullshit. Uh, you know, everybody's saying uh, that the Senate, they're willing to go along with the subpoena deal one for one. They, we, the Dems put, uh, can uh, subpoena someone, they can subpoena someone, because they want to bring Hunter Biden in and make this thing a show of what has to do with nothing and hopefully hurt Joe Biden's chances if he is the Democratic candidate. What no one has talked about till yesterday afternoon is that under the Constitution, under the rules of impeachment that has been governing the impeachment clauses in the Constitution, it goes back to 1800 and something, okay? Uh, the, the presiding judge, the presiding justice, who only can be the chief justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, on his own authority, can issue a subpoena. And I think we may be at that point now, okay? 
I mean, I've got to believe if the Russians, if uh, the Russians, maybe they are, if the Republicans don't do it on the Senate side, he may do it, because I believe that he's an honest man. i got to say this. He has always voted the way I thought he should on the close ones, like Obamacare. Uh, I, I think he has a concern for his reputation, but more importantly, for the reputation of the Supreme Court of the United States. He does not want to see it marred in any way. And uh, so one way or another, there's going to be a subpoena out there, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I've been giving some thought to this yesterday and today, and I want to share this with you. We are, I don't have to tell you this, we are a split society. We are a split government. I wonder where we're going. I don't believe that this country has been so divided since 1851 when they started fighting in Congress, uh, which led over the next 10 years to the Civil War. In fact, if my recollection's correct, some congressman or senator got so irritated at his opponent on the floor of Congress that he took his cane and hit him in the head with it. Uh, we haven't gotten that far yet. But we are a divided society, and I'm beginning to wonder if this might be the beginning of the end of the United States as the power it has been for so many years. Not right away. This is going to take another 100 years. But let me explain where I'm coming from. Let me start with Donald Trump. Remember Teddy Roosevelt? San Juan Hill. They followed him up that hill. Come on, boys, follow me. He went up on a horse, and they ran up behind him, and they took San Juan Hill. Ain't no one going to follow Donald Trump San Juan Hill or any other hill because he does not have that type of respect that men would put their lives on the line for. Then you've got Mount Rushmore in South Dakota where several presidents have their faces on the rocks big. Uh, his face will never be on that rock. His face will never be on a rock anywhere because he already has showed us in three years, a little more than three years, uh, the poor president he is the dishonest person he is. He's got all kinds of negative things, and ain't no one ever going to honor him that way. Uh, the other thing is, whether it's two years from now, 20 years from now, or 50 years from now, I believe, I definitely believe 50 years from now, he is going to rank as the worst president in the history of the United States, without question. Ain't no one going to be close to him. It's going to be Donald Trump on the bottom of the pile. Something I'm, I'm, I'm staying with this beginning of the end, as you'll see. I'm going to get into the fall of Rome and so forth. But I want to say this, too. No one tells the truth in Washington, it seems. Yesterday, uh, the Republicans were saying, our phone isn't ringing in our offices. No one cares about this. And I thought that was awful strange, because if that's the case, we are more of a sick society than I thought. This is important. People should be interested. Then today, two Democrats happened to mention on television, my phone doesn't stop ringing in the office. So who's telling the truth? Who's lying? Um, so now, let's go to Abraham Lincoln, his famous words. 
A house divided against itself cannot stand. A house divided against itself cannot stand. We are, the United States is a house divided against itself. Can't argue with me, okay? So what was one of the biggest empires that fell? The Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, even the British Empire. They were terrific, though, you know, World War I hurt them, World War II killed them, and they, they've never become the giant they were, but the Roman Empire controlled everything. They were the big ones. And what happened? The Roman Empire went down the tubes. It took some time, but here's the thing. Uh, the, there was political instability. Rome was okay. As long as the Roman Senate got along, and they did, they fought a little bit, they got along, and they did the right things. There, there were opportunists in the Senate, but it, it didn't divide the people like they're divided today in this country. So there was political instability that over the years, though, developed in Rome, okay? It developed over the, in Rome over the years, differences of opinion, how Rome should be run, uh, how Rome should be ruled, and in the meantime, that's political instability. We had political instability. Rome had political instability. They also had another problem. They were the military giants of the world, yet they had military problems. The reason they ultimately, and this took 150 years, by the way, uh, were defeated and destroyed. Three times they were invaded. Three times they were defeated. The last one was the big one. And it was because their lawyers, their, their lawyers, their soldiers were not as proficient, as aggressive, and as loyal as they had been 100 years before or 150 years before. Because Rome started having financial problems, okay? And they couldn't pay their soldiers, all right? They weren't paying them enough, or they weren't paying them at all. So eventually the soldiers started turning and going against the government and going with, you know, the groups of people who were coming into the Roman Empire and wanted to take them over. Uh, the empire lost a lot of loyalty from its military because they weren't being paid and they went over to the other side. Another thing is, and this ties in very much with the United States, the Romans spread themselves too thin. They were the masters of the world at the time, the known world at the time. Well, think of the United States. We right now have boots on the ground in 17 or 18 countries. We've been on the ground 20 years in Afghanistan, and what, 19, 17, and uh, Iraqi. We're, we're all over the place. Uh, you can't have your troops spread out like that. You're spread too thin. And what's happening, okay, you start spending money to maintain your armies, your troops out there, because you've got them all over the place, and you don't use your money to spend within the boundaries of your country. Like, we need roads, we need bridges, we need new schools. We've been talking about this for years. We never get to it because more and more money has to be spent on the military. we got to get our asses out of these other countries. And it's very simple. We don't want to get out, I believe, because of monies. The people who produce the, the weapons, the, the corporations, it's the, the military that are contract military. Uh, there's a lot of graft and corruption in the military. 
And someone's got to take a look at this at some point. No one does. Uh, the uh, Three years ago I wrote on this. The, the Department of Defense could not account for $300 billion. They never could account for it. They said, we've been trying to do it for three years. We can't account for it. We just got to write it off. How the hell can't you account for $300 billion? Now, just last week, it was announced that for the last three years, something like they can't account for $1.3 trillion. It's accumulative money over a period of years. They can't account for it. They, they don't know where it's gone. They can't balance the books. They keep changing things and say, oh, maybe it should go over here to this country we're fighting in instead of this one. The books are all mucked up. And my friends, those are U.S. tax dollars that are being uh, pissed away. Excuse again the way I say it. And this is what happened to the Romans. They stretched themselves too far. And another thing, and a very big thing, is the people of Rome stopped trusting their government. Uh, sound familiar? Ring true? How many people in the United States, regardless of party, trust their government? I've never seen it this bad. I'm 84. I mean, the government was everything until about... Mm, Vietnam started weakening the situation, but we really got screwed up in the last 20 years. And the people, as the Roman, as the people of Rome did, they they stopped trusting their government. Many of us do not trust our government today. So, is it going to happen? The beginning of the, I think we're in the beginning of the end. This is the start. It's been going on for several years. You know, when you get crowds in the streets. Some wearing one group wearing military gear, and they got their guns, and they don't. They're not army people. They're some independent group. They're white nationalists, perhaps, or something like that. They've been training for years in the woods in some state, up on a mountain. They're waiting for the revolution to come. And now they've gotten brassy under Trump. They show up at these public demonstrations, you know, Charlottesville and so forth. And you have several different groups. And then you have... The groups uh, who don't think this is right, and we got to be Americans, period, and you get a little bit of altercation in the demonstrations. At some point, those altercations in the demonstrations and the protests are going to be hand-to-hand combat in the streets, and many are going to be killed at one time, not one or two persons. And that's what's happening, and that's why... uh, I think we are at the beginning of the end. I hope we're not, but that's how I sense it. And especially so when the president of our country today, who picked his attorneys to defend him in probably the most important case he's ever going to be involved in, picks the attorneys who did represent him in there, who were a bunch of dunces. They're second-rate people, except for Dershowitz, second-rate attorneys who did a lousy job for him, and it's his fault because he doesn't know how to pick people. All right. You ever hear of satanic satanic uh, pregnancies, double pregnancies? Satanic pregnancies. Let me tell you about Paula White. Paula White's an inventor. Uh, she's an inventor evangelicist. Uh, She's a televangelicist. She's got her big TV show. She's one of the leaders of the evangelical movement in this country. She is a friend of Donald Trump. 
She is a regular visitor to the White House. She is the special advisor to the White House Faith and Opportunity Initiative. So what happened? On her show this past week, I'm laughing because it's so stupid, uh, uh, and it got picked up, the video of it, and it's gone viral. It's all over the country. Nobody seems to be talking about it, though. She said, and I quote, listen to my words, my friends, we command all satanic pregnancies to miscarry right now. We declare that anything that's been conceived in wombs, that it's miscarry, that it miscarry. Anything conceived in wombs, that it miscarry. It will not be able to carry forth any plan of destruction, any plan of harm if that is done. Can you believe this? All babies in every woman's womb today, today, who are carrying babies, they got to die because they're evil, okay? And, and, okay? And what these people are going to do, too, are, she refers to them, this whole thing is a demonic manipulation. She looks at it as witchcraft, and she says, these satanic pregnancies, stay with me, my friends, are being used to harm herself and President Trump. She said this on national TV, okay, whom she has advised for years, okay? Does that mean that every baby that's been conceived and is carrying, carrying the mother's womb today is a child of Satan? I mean, this is shades of Rosemary's baby here. Uh, and it's also, I'll tell you, it's a throwback to medieval times. Uh, you know, there was a time you had the Inquisition, the church was corrupt and rotten. Uh, people were, you know, they were burning people alive at the stake. Uh, they were torturing their bodies wickedly. And it was for stupid reasons. And a lot of times they thought the people were evil. The devil, the devil was within them. And come to more recent times, like what was it, the 1600s? And Salem witches, Salem witchcraft. Like how bad that was. How many few people were hung? A lot of people were put in jail or something because a bunch of girls said she did evil to me. I could see it. She talked to me or looked at me, and all of a sudden something was wrong. Uh, now there is in this country a church of Satan. Do you hear me? A church of Satan. It's got a big following. You know, some people don't believe in God. They believe in the devil. Not as many as believe in God, but there are those who believe in the devil, and the devil is their God. Now, yesterday, after Paula Smith made this stupid ass nine statement about all babies in the womb got to be destroyed, the Church of Satan, they came out with a statement, and their message was, she's pretty messed up. She is pretty messed up. Okay, now we're going to go to what I call a march to madness. A lot of good titles this week. A March to Madness. Um, California passed a law that every woman who wants one is entitled to an abortion. And their insurance policies must pay, so forth, so forth. Well, Trump immediately said, hey, you can't do that. I won't permit it. And if you enforce this law, California, I'm going to cut off 
much of your funding from the federal government. This is not funding for abortions. This is funding in general to help you with your highways, your waterways, environmental problems, whatever. He threatens them. I'm go- if you, 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 you're going to do this with abortions, you're going to say it's got to be, uh, I'm going to cut off your federal funding. He has no authority to cut off their federal funding. But he'll do it, and he'll break their chops, and you'll have a lawsuit for two or three years, and people will suffer. This is your president if you support him. He forgets. There's a Supreme Court case called Roe versus Wade. And you, we all know Roe versus Wade was decided 47 years ago. It's still the law of the land. Roe versus Wade said uh, abortions were legal. Sure, over the years, the conservatives and, and Trump, they've eaten away at it, minimized its effect. It's, it's uh, you know, the opportunity to make of a woman to make herself available to it, but it's still there, and abortions are legal. Roe versus Wade. You don't want abortions to be legal. You don't do it the way Trump's doing and saying, I'm going to pull your federal funding for other things if you do this. You bring a case and bring it before the United States Supreme Court and see after almost 50 years they're going to throw Roe versus Wade out. It would be interesting because our Supreme Court now, as we all know, is four to three, controlled by Republican conservative appointees. And most of their decisions, I would say 90, 95% of them, are, are coming up the conser- extreme conservative way. So this is their time. But go to court. Do it the right way. All right. I love this one. I love this one. And this is another Donald Trump one. I'm sorry, but this is Donald Trump night. Uh, he was at, Ten days ago, he was in Davos, Switzerland, for the Davos Economic Meeting. And at one point, uh, he spoke to the group. He, it was his time to address. And he said, you know, I believe in America first. We've got to take care of our own first. We've got to protect our own people. We've got to protect their inventions. And here's what he said, and I quote, You know, we have to protect Thomas Edison, and we have to protect all these people. They came up originally with the light bulb. Now listen to what he said next. And the wheel. The wheel. He said, in effect, that the Americans invented the wheel. (laughs) Would you believe? Out of the genius of his mind, out of his loose tongue, because he does not know what he's talking about, he says, and the wheel. America first, the Americans invented the wheel. If he was a student of history, if he read history books, he would know that the oldest evidence of wheel movement, means the wheel, was found in the form of miniature clay wheels north of the Black Sea before 4000 B.C. But whether that was the time or any other time, you tell me where in history of the United States, we have been credited with inventing the wheel. The wheel was there before this nation was even created in 1776. But that's Donald. Uh, all right. Uh, I have to be quick because I'm running out of time. But uh, this one I titled, Marry Your Rapist. Marry Your Rapist. Uh, Trump, one of Trump's more recent friends, is President Erdogan of Turkey. Uh, He's worse than Putin, okay? Let me put it in perspective. Uh, He's very evil, 
But right now, he and Trump are close because Trump did it in this big favor, let him go in now. He's beating up the Kurds in northern uh, Syria and so forth, and they're buddies. This is a Muslim country, Turkey. Islamic law is very severe, and he pushes the Islamic uh, law, the religion. Now, his tune is, and there's a law pending now that they believe is going to pass their legislature and he will sign it, marry a rapist. Turns out uh, men are accused of having sex with underage girls. It's commonplace in Turkey, big time. I think in the period of the last 10 years, there have been something like 40,000 minor girls raped by adult men. All right, so we put this in perspective. And uh, these guys are going to go to jail. They go to jail. The only trouble is Erdogan wants them to avoid jail. So he said, if they marry the young girl, we're talking about girls, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, if they marry them, then they don't have to go to jail. And because Turkish families are very poor, they're happy to sell off their pregnant daughters. And this is what's going to happen, they tell us out there. Far out. Isn't that far out? Uh, And that's what's happening there. And this is Trump's buddy, okay? He also said that he does not believe, Erdogan said, he doesn't believe in equality between men and women. Anyhow, that's my show for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I got a little hot a couple of times, but uh, these are times when we've got to express ourselves. These are times when we should get excited uh, and get hot about certain subjects because we're le- we're living in dangerous times, my friend. Very, very dangerous. I thank you for joining me tonight. I look forward to being with you again next week. I love doing the show, and I'm glad you visit me every week to put up with me. Have a good week. Bye bye. <laughs>